Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. On DAB Digital Radio and 1089 and 1053 AM, Fight Night with Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davis on Talk Sport. Good evening and welcome once again to Fight Night on Talk Sport, your home for boxing, the most listened to boxing radio show in the entire world. That's a bit of an over-exaggeration, I know, but definitely in the UK. I'm Adam Catterall. It is a pleasure to once again be with you and alongside me as ever. He's not on holiday for the second week on the trot. It is the one and only Mr. Gareth A. Davis. How are you, bud? I'm good, thanks, uh, if they turn my microphone on. But uh, I think they can hear me. It is on. The light's broken. There we go. No problem there. Uh, listen, you're right. These <laughs> you don't are... need a microphone, Gareth. Yeah, you don't need it. You can hear it, baby. I can hear you. Listen, I'll tell you what. We have got three hours. It's true what you say. When we are on air, it is the best fight sports show in the world baby well, well listen we've got we've got a lot to live up to because last week we were on fire we've got to we've got to up it we can't just cost we can't just go through the motions today mate we can't go for a 12 round decision we've got to go for a finish that's what we've got to do listen the fire's been burning all week and it's ko after ko after ko and we have got some special stuff from the studio more to be revealed in a little bit you, you're going to do your headlines first though, aren't do you want me to, I'll do the headlines and then I'll introduce um, who we have got on the show tonight because it is superstar after superstar let me tell you uh, on the show tonight but first is the big three stories from the world of fight sports this week first up I'm kind of getting into this Announcing fights via Instagram. The man that absolutely dominates this medium is the one and only Mr. Sol Alvarez. Canelo himself has announced this week that on Cinco de Mayo the weekend, uh, May the 4th, he will be fighting the one and only Mr. Danny Jacobs. And I, for one, Gareth, am extremely excited about this fight. I thought Jacobs did extremely well in his fight with Gennady Golovkin. I actually had him edging it. He didn't get the decision that night. He's earned his stripes once again, and a middleweight unification is upon us. Yeah, he's a great story as well. It's the man that's um, battled the very toughest cancer that you can get in your body. Um, I was there that night, Adam, um, out in, uh, I think it was New York. It was Brooklyn, mm, I think. That's right. Was, yeah. And uh, it was a very close fight. I'd, I'd, I'd Gennady Golovkin winning that. But Jacobs deserves and merits uh, the title shot. And, you know, thankfully, DAZN are putting him in against the, the American uh, over-the-top uh, streaming service, putting him in against a, a very, very good opponent. Because basically, I know he's our friend of ours, but Rocky wasn't up to the task. And this is a, a proper championship fight. It is. Here's number two. 
Uh, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that the WBC had given the thumbs up to the rematch between Wilder Fury, which me and Gareth were uh, in LA for, bringing you live for uh, Talk Sport. Now they've decided to go and order the fight. So we've got a period of negotiation, and on February the 5th, if two teams can't come together and find common ground, we will go to purse bids. I'll tell you something, Gareth. I know that the WBC make it up as they go along, ignoring number ones and mandatories and various things like that. But I kind of like it on this occasion because I want to see it again. Yeah, but also they've ordered that 60-40 split. Otherwise, it'll go to purse bids. Yeah. Um, Frank Warren uh, sent me a little note earlier on. I've got, uh, by the way, and I'll reveal it later on, some stuff about Tyson Fury. I spoke to his trainer, Ben Davison, on the way in. Yeah, it's brilliant that it's been ordered because... Uh, Anthony Joshua right now seems to be sitting in abeyance. It's very quiet, and I think it's a brilliant thing. Let's see fight number two between Wilder and Fury. Absolutely. Number three on my list this week. <laughs> Seeing as that the WBC are ordering fights, I think it's only fair that the WBA get involved with this. This week, myself and Gareth uh, caught up with Terence Crawford and Amir Khan. That fight being promoted by Top Rank, and they brought it to the UK for the first of two press conferences this week. Well, Top Rank will be back in the not-too-distant future. And this time, they'll be bringing Vasyl Lomachenko because the WBA have ordered Loma versus Anthony Crawler. I'm not saying the fight will happen in the UK, but they'll definitely come here to promote it, no question about it. And even though there are levels to this game, I don't begrudge Anthony Crawler getting a shot at the pound-for-pound best fighter on the planet. What's your thoughts, Gad? Well, in the words of Bob Arum a few weeks ago, no, it's absolute bullcrap. <laughs> but in fact... He was talking bullcrap because it has been ordered by the WBA. There are sneaky ways of getting out of these things, Adam. I hope it does happen. I hope um, Vasyl Lomachenko comes, comes over for the very simple reason is that I want to see you blushing yes. and being the fanboy that you yes. are around him again. Exactly. <laughs> no point in sending me for that interview, mate. It'll just be a blubbering wreck. Absolutely. There's your big three stories this week for Fight Night on TalkSport. Uh, now then, we have got an action-packed show tonight. Uh, Josh Taylor will be joining us on the phone ahead of uh, hopefully announcing sometime in the near future a date for his semi-final with the uh, World Boxing Super Series, which hopefully we'll see him become uh, world champion. Uh, we've got Chris Two-Slick Congo, former TGB uh, alumni in the studio just after 10 o'clock, so make sure you come and join us for that. We'll be talking about the Katie Taylor documentary as well, which is absolutely tremendous. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing with yourself? You need to go and have a look. But our first studio guest is ready and willing and able to give us a bit of a chinwag right now. So before before I introduce him, take a listen to this. We need someone to headline February the 2nd, O2 Arena. Someone that people can really get behind. Almost like a local hero. Almost like a superhero. I've got just a man. Oh, great shot. And down goes Upton. And Cheeseman starts celebrating. Cheeseman is springing, ready to pounce. A volley of combinations. And down he goes again. And this time, Ryan, is he going to be able to make it all over? It's a mini graduation night, this for Ted Cheeseman. He's still undefeated from Birmingham, South East London, Ted Cheeseman. Oh, flat on his face, and surely that's it. Terry O'Connor waits it off. Ted Cheeseman with the big. By day, everyone in the gym just calls me Ted. But by fight night, I am Cheese Man. (laughs) 
Now we love a promo for a fight, but that is taking it to the next level. Welcome, Ted Cheeseman. How are you, mate? Yeah, well, good mate, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your, your face during that promo, you were enjoying it. You were enjoying oh, it. Oh, mate, it's, just, it's banner, isn't it? You've got to take part in it all. Listen, this, we're in the entertainment business at the end of the day, aren't we? You know, the, you've, got, you've got to make, if you can make people smile, if you can make them laugh a little bit, then that'll obviously bring them closer to you and make them fall in love with your particular story. And then they'll come and follow you when it's fight night. Yeah, of course. It's, it's got me out there, and Everyone's talking about it, so... Good promotion. Are you thinking of wearing Lycra on the nightmare? Because that's what all superheroes wear. There's a price for everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, now, now, so far, it's been it's been r- relatively straightforward. Fifteen victories, uh, nine by the way of knockout. Obviously, you're doing this in the super welterweight division, but this one's a step up, mate. It's European title time. It's the O2 Arena. You're top of the bill. Sergio Garcia stands in your way. Yeah, um, it's a really good fight for me, to be honest. Um, on paper, he's 28 and 0. No one, none of us really know a lot about him. It's only what we've really watched on on YouTube of him. Mm. So you can't take too much because obviously the opponents he's been fighting, you don't know. You, what we can see, he's a busy fighter. Yeah. And he's unbeaten, and anyone who's unbeaten don't want to lose, so they try a lot harder. And this is his first proper test, so you'll see how good he is. He could be a superstar, or he could be a flop. You know what I mean? But hopefully, he's a flop once. Uh, get a win on the second. Again, what you've just said there, I, I'm only going off what I've been watching on YouTube, to be fair, because I've not too, seen too much of him in, in real time. But he seems, and I, I don't want to, I'm touching wood when I say this, he seems made for you, mate. Yeah. Absolutely bang on. Your style seems, would gel beautifully with his, and I think that you could maybe overpower him in the second half of the fight. Yeah, 100%. Um, it looks like a perfect fight for me. But you obviously, like you say, you don't know until you get in a ring um, with the opponents. Like when I fought Byfield, I was telling everyone I'm going to get him out there, but then they asked me, when do you think you'll get him out there? And I said, look, it's however long he can make it awkward and how tough he is. But he, he was really tough and he managed to stick in the old 12 rounds and he managed to stay awkward the old 12 rounds. But I got the win and that's the main thing that happens and that's the main thing about the 2nd of February. I just want to get the win and start pushing on to big things. But what mm. we saw against uh, a senior byfield, Ted, was... was a more accomplished performance as well. When you knew you weren't going to get him out of there, you boxed him. We know you're a very aggressive, very exciting fighter, but you showed your skill set, which is, you you know, before we came in here, we were chatting outside, you were saying that working with Tony Sims, who's worked with Anthony Joshua, works with Ricky Burns, working with John Ryder at the moment, that that you're being coming more accomplished as a boxer as well, which you're going to need at the higher level. Yeah, of course. Um, as well, it comes with experience as well, because... When you're in there against journeymen and things, you your plan is just to get them out there. You, you ain't really trying to learn too much, are you? You're trying to, to to knock them out. You're trying to look good for the for the um, crowd. But as you get on these fights, you start learning when to nick breathers, when you've won a round, you take a bit of time off, and it's all part of the learning process. You know the thing is as well. You 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 just. I think you went to school across the road, you were telling me, from here at Talksport yeah, yeah. Towers, which is amazing. There's always football going on there. Yeah. You were a pretty accomplished footballer, weren't you, before you took up boxing? Yeah, um, I was a good footballer as a young kid. But obviously everything happens for a reason, do you get what I mean? And um, as much as I love football, the thing is, is, is when you're boxing, the success is, is only for you. But when you, when you play football, there's 10 other people around you that you can rely on. So everything you work for in boxing is for you. You can train and be the best football you possibly can on, on a Sunday league team or whatever. But if the ten others have been out on the, on the, like drinking and partying on Saturday mm. night, 
Langton are players well as you are. But you were with the Fulham development team, and you know you're a Millwall fan, aren't you? You'd have, you know, you're a bit yeah. Crazy. Yeah, of course. Um, like I'm a big football fan, and and like any any kid growing up, and any man now still would love to be a footballer. Do you know what I mean? To go and get a, a big two, three hundred grand a week, live that life, be a footballer. Be um, not get punched in the face. Yeah, that's always pun- a winner, isn't it? Yeah, not get punched in the face. <laughs> it, it, it's a good, it's a good job in it. Do you know what I mean? It, I think every man, there's ninety percent of men grow up and want to be a footballer. Do you know mm. what I mean? But boxing is a lot tougher sport, and and when you do succeed out of it, you get a lot more happiness from it. I think mm. glory, that glory, mate. You want yeah. all the glory yourself. I can, I can hear you, Ted. I know what you're yeah. going, where you're going here, pal. <laughs> um, obviously. Um, February the second at the O2. That's that's the next date for you, the European title. And I, I just heard you say there, right? Let's get that done. Let's get that one, and then we move on to bigger, better things in 2019. There's a couple of fights with British fighters that I personally wouldn't mind seeing uh, you in there, we mate. And I think it's only fair that we uh, hear from one of those maybe next with you. We'll have a bit of a chin. Why go and see if we can sort a fight out? Hey, what do you reckon? Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll do it next on Talksport. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Fight Night on TalkSport with me, Adam Catterall. Gareth A. Davis is always alongside me. We are delighted to be joined in the studio by Ted Cheeseman. He's out and about February the 2nd at the O2, top of the bill. Um, that must be in itself a bit of an honour as well, Ted, being top of the bill, the main man on that particular night. Yeah, of course. Um, like, I've not gone under the radar, but a lot of family members and friends and all stuff have all, always been like, oh, well, how comes you ain't so high? How comes you ain't on the TV? <laughs> we saw them that night at the Copper Box. Yeah, cool, they did. made a bit of noise. Yeah, yeah. You had a proper clan there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You know? I get a good, good following. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they was doing all that. Oh, there's loads of us. There's this. You should do... But the thing is, I always told people, look, when, when it's meant to happen, it will happen. Do you mm. know what I mean? As long as I keep winning and improving and stuff, my time will come. And it's, it's, it was only a matter of time and it's come. Mm. Uh, European title on the line for that one uh, and as you said a couple of moments ago come through this get that trinket and then there's some major fights massive fights uh, that British fight fans will definitely be wanting to see throughout the course of 2019 now in your weight division there's another couple uh, of British lads that are doing quite well at this moment in time some are with the same promoter um, some aren't but uh, there's two lads going at it in Liverpool uh, in March in Anthony Fowler and Scott Fitzgerald first of all your thoughts on that fight um, it's a really good fight you know what I mean they both um, took the fight they both didn't need to take the fight really this early in their career but obviously they, they want to test each other and they most must both be confident on winning because they both was on the GB squad together for 3-4 years mm. they sparred hundreds of rounds so they both know each other's weaknesses and both know each other's strengths and I can't imagine they're getting career changing money so that ain't the reason why they've took the fight. They both took the fight, obviously, because they're both confident on winning and they want to push on to the next step. Are they so, avoiding the big cheese? They had been. <laughs> I think they had been before this, do you know what I mean? But obviously, nah, everyone wants a bit of the big cheese now nah, if he becomes European champion, do you know what I mean? But obviously, when I wanted these fights, it weren't happening straight away, do you know what I mean? But So everyone's got to wait in their turn, I think, really. Once I, once I win this European title, it's about what what's best for me, not what's best for them. Who do you think comes through that fight? I really don't know. Do you know what I mean? Off watching the back of their performances so far as a pro, mm. um, Anthony Fowler's looked better. But mm. Scott Fitzgerald might need a better opponent to get him up for it. But yeah, you never know. You never know. And then off the back of that then, so let's say Fowler comes through it, 
You'd be up for that fight, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. I, I'm up for it. Listen, I, I'll fight anyone. It's all down to my manager and coach, you know what I mean, who I fight. I, I wouldn't care. I'd fight any of the three world champions tomorrow. I'll fight anyone in the, the super walkway division tomorrow, do you know what I mean? It's just, that's why we have managers, you know. Otherwise, mm. I'd be, I wouldn't be able to speak in a year's time. You've snuck into the WBA top 15 as well, which is great for you. I think it's WBA, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I'm, w, yeah, I'm, I'm number 14, 14 in the yeah, WBA. Yeah, which is good. And um, Sergio Garcia is also WBC number three and mm, 14 mm. in IBF, so... Mm. If I win, I'm going to be ranked very high mm. in them them thing. Hey, I'll... Adam, as well. Yeah. Don't forget, there's Cal Brook and uh, and uh, which is a great fight. Ted and I were talking about Cal Brook and, and there's Liam also Smith. Liam yeah. Smith. Yeah, of so, course. So you know, um, but you know, there's so much out there. The reason why I asked you about that is because uh, Anthony very kindly has joined us on the show right now. Anthony, yeah. how are you, mate? You well? I'm good, mate. What's happening? Uh, very well. Yeah, we're all good here, mate. Ted's weirs as well. We've just been having a little bit of a chinwag about your division. It's very competitive, isn't it, pal? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's it's good for all of us. It's good and um, healthy competition. Well, you've obviously got a knock with uh, Scott in March in your hometown, Liverpool. First of all, you must be extremely excited about that one, mate, because everybody's looking at that fight. This is no disrespect to uh, Liam and Sam, who who are classed as top of the bill, but I think everybody's looking at your two fight that it's a potential to be fight of the night. Yeah, it should be good, mate. Obviously, we both won't be, and I think I think Liam should beat everything quite easy, so it could be fight of the night. We'll see how it goes. And then. My mate said. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, listen, let's, be, let's be straight. It's a fight that, I mean, me as a fan, that's a fight that I would like to see. You and Ted Cheeseman, that's what I would like to see because I think your styles would absolutely meet right in the middle. I think it'd be a form box fight, mate. You're not going anywhere, are you? No, that's what, that's what the fans want to see, mate. They want to see blood and guts and glory, do you know what I mean? It's not, we, don't go, we don't go in and fiddle around. We both go in there to knock our opponents out. So it should clash nicely, mate. And um, everyone's excited, like, same as Ted, probably everywhere I go. You're the same when you're going to smash Jesus. You've got to get when you're going to smash Fowler, but everyone's excited. The point, the point being about this fight, Anthony. Good evening, um, and and for you, Ted, is that you know, um, Anthony's developed a name through the amateurs. You know, Commonwealth gold medalist and a bronze medalist in the World Championships. You know, um, he's you know he's got the name Fowler. You know, his cousin was a great footballer. You're developing all the time. It's about the timing and the venue and the right money for you two to yeah, meet as course. well, isn't it? Um, you know? The thing is that. I'm Sam here, he's on the phone there, we're both talking now. If you said to both of us now, would we fight next week, we'd both fight each other next week, do you know what I mean? But that's yeah. why we've got managers. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Otherwise, we'd have probably fought by now. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? But <laughs> that's why we've got managers. And the fight's banned to happen, do you know what I mean? It's waiting to happen. But it's just when the right time, when it's the right time, do you know what I mean? And I, I can't wait for it, really, because like he says, everyone's asking me about it. Both of our supports are behind each other, do you know what I mean? we both got big support and... We're both building big names now in the British boxing domestic scene, so it's going to be a great fight. Do you mm. think that, sorry Adam, do you think that, um, you know, obviously there's big talk about an Anfield event. Would you be prepared to go to Anfield to, to have that fight if it was a big card or do you think he should come here? Yeah, like I say, like to be honest, I, you, I, I said it on Twitter a little while ago when I was trying to make the fight happen before this. Do you know what I mean? But obviously now we've both gone sort of different ways at the moment of time and... The thing is, I'll go anywhere and fight. I'm not one of them fighters that worries about where I am. I said I'll go up to Liverpool to fight him. Do you know what I mean? As long as my... That's why I have a manager. As long as the money's right and everything. Cause it don't matter where I fight. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not too bothered. I fight anyone, anywhere, as long as the right, I get the right paycheck. Anthony, one of, one of the things that has impressed me recently, uh, in British boxing in particular, is that young lads coming through, like you said, I say young lads, you know what I mean, you guys have got fantastic amateur pedigrees, but lads that are relatively young in their professional careers, 
uh, are willing to put it all on the line. They're willing to risk those odds. There's not a lot. Previously, there was a lot of people that wouldn't do that. Now we're seeing a lot of these young lads uh, willing to risk uh, losing that zero in order to kick on to the to the next level of which you're doing now with Scott in your fight. Yeah, well, I think um, the promoters and the fans are getting bored. It was like 15 journeymen getting to 15 and all one and stepping up and getting beat. That's what a lot of fighters do. They, they have had the records. Like, I've been asking for good, good opponents since day one, mate. Like, like Ted said, we will fight anyone. On my fifth, for example, when I was two and all, I asked the boxing English champion Adam Harper, who was eight and all, and he, he wouldn't fight me. So, I mean, I've been, I've been asking for a good fight from day one, and people don't want to fight me, mate. It's not me, if I was no one. Do you know what I mean? I was, like Ted said something when I was six and all by myself, and I said to Dave, I'll fight him next. Dave said, no, down the line, blah, blah, blah. So, I just do what I'm told, mate, and I, I, I believe myself, I always have done. That's what I've got as far as I've got in my career. And obviously, as a pro, I'm still untested, as Ted always says, but I'm in the gym, sparring world champions, mate, and I'm, I'm more than holding my own. So, I know what level I'm at. And mm. when these big when these big fights do come, mate, you see the best of me. Uh, listen, I'm going to let you crack on with your evening now, mate. But have you been on to your uh, coach, Dave Caldwell, about his penalty taking on Soccer AM this morning? It was absolutely he, shocking. Mate, you don't. <laughs> I see him. I see him score one. He scored one and mi- he missed the key one for everybody's money. That's what he missed. Wow. Top man. Take care. Thanks, take care. Uh, Anthony Fowler. Um, Ted's still with us in the, in the studio, but that fight. Um, Ted, and even a fight with Scott or a fight with Liam and a fight with Kel, it's exciting at this moment in time. 154 in Great Britain right now is red hot. Mm. Yeah, of course. Um, there's a lot of great fights out there for me in, in, in the British domestic scene, do you know what I mean? And the like, see, like, obviously, Anthony, Nah, and Scott Fitzgerald are looking at the likes of fights with me, do you know what I mean? I'm like their next step. But to be honest, Kel Brook and Liam Smith are my sort of next step. If, mm. I, if I win this European title, I I need them sort of fighters to help me push on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, fa- obviously Fowler and Fitzgerald need me to push on, but like obviously I, I've been there and done it. Like Fowler and Fitzgerald are having their first test. Do you know what I mean? I I, I never had one test. I, I I fought Lloyd Elliott twenty and one, Jack Sellers five one draw, uh, Matthew Ryan fourteen and one, Paulie Upton fifteen and zero, um, Carson Jones. Yeah. Then Byfield, you know what I mean? That, look, that, that's uh, six, seven names there. Do you know what I mean? That, of, of tests where people went when I went into fights where a couple of certain people were doubting me and thinking that I might not come through these. Do you know what I mean? I've passed these tests. That's why I've got to where I am. That's why I'm topping the bill at O2 on the second of February and fighting for the European title. But I can't wait for these sort of fights and the big tests. And obviously. I was pushing for the Fowler fight for ages, do you know what I mean? And it never happened when, when I wanted it, do you know what I mean? So, obviously, now I'm I'm at a better opportunity. And, listen, obviously, money always talks, so you don't know, and, and, and fans are demanding the fight. So, the fight might happen sooner rather than later, but hopefully mm. it does for everyone, and hopefully it does for us. But that's why... We let our managers make these decisions. Now, there's a reason why Ted keeps mentioning his manager tonight and and kind of like building bigger fights. Because sitting quietly Mm. on the other side of the desk from us, which we haven't said yet, is Ted's fiance Jenna. And I've got to congratulate both of you because I hear there's a little Ted coming in March. (laughs) Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. Jenna? Yeah, thanks. Yeah? March the 16th, if I'm right, yeah? Yeah. Little Teddy's already going to be called because yeah, he is a boy. Yeah, Many congratulations. Trait. But like you say, it makes you think more seriously about how you want to build your career now. Yeah, of course. Um, before, it was it was 
who's getting yourself to them positions where I'm at now and pushing for all these fights to get me to these positions. But I'm there now. I'm in that position. Do you know what I mean? All I've got to do is, is I've rolled the dice again, fight for the European title, win this European title, and I'm there. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I'm I'm top three in the WBC um, rankings. Do you know what I mean? Mm. A, year, a year ago, I would never have thought I'd have been in this position. But I've been improving leaps and bands working hard in the gym, taking risks after risks, you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of people doubted me against um, Carson Jones. Mm. Paulie Upton's team mm. really thought they was going to beat me and I walked through him. Byfield really thought he was going to be too awkward for me and I, I, I won nearly every round. Do you get brilliant what I mean? performance, and, Ted. He was yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so I've just proved time and time again I've been I've been stealing shows, do you get what I mean, putting on two good performances. And I always did that as an amateur, but now sort of as a pro now, my name's out there. Everyone's talking about me now. Everyone wants to watch me now because they know whenever I fight, whether I'm dominating the fight or I'm in a tough fight, it's always exciting. Do you know what I mean? My style is exciting. Like I, I try and I want to be and um, like how Ricky Atten was with the British British support. Your hero. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Ricky Atten is a great fighter. I mean, there's never you'll get the support that he did get to Las Vegas and watch him against Mayo. But it's unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? And all us British fans and British boxers growing up were looking up to that and couldn't believe how big of an achievement it was for him to get there. Obviously, he never won, but he's still done it. He still put on good performance and fought, and fought the best in the world. Well, good luck with the rest of the camp, mate. Um, I know that uh, there's a lot going on in the States at this moment in time, but you open up the uh, the British year, really, mate. You are, mm. you, you, you are top of the tree in our uh, first major event uh, on these shores, anyway, um, in the new year. So the best of luck at that. February uh, the 2nd is when it's all going down at the Auto Arena. Uh, Ted Cheeseman taking on Sergio Garcia for the European strap. Thanks for coming in, Ted. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Uh, do stick with us, because we are going to be talking about heavyweights next. Don't go anywhere. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, you're listening to TalkSport Fight Night with me, Adam Catterall, and Gareth A. Davis. Thunderstruck, baby. <laughs> I'm loving it. If I, uh, I think I would walk out to that. Would you not? 
Oh, what I, yeah, it's a good one, then, actually. I'm, I'm a big fan. Since Dillion's been using... Back in uh, black. Yeah, since he's been using that. I, Back I've fallen in black! For, <laughs> I've fallen for it. I am. I'm in there. I oh, was... it's, listen, you know what, Adam? The classic rock bands. See, I mean, they're getting old now. They're in the 60s and they're 70s, some of them. But, you know, it's like we appreciate that stuff now. It's amazing that Dillion comes out to ACDC, frankly. It's a mm. shocker. And, you know, you expect him to come out some heavy dub roots reggae vibe. Do you know mm. what I mean? But, mm. ja, something to involving ja. But it's but, a good one. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. Mm. Um, shall we talk heavyweights, mate? Let's because, do it. Um, obviously, we uh, in, in my top three of the week, yeah. um, the WBC have yeah. uh, now ordered Wilder Fury the rematch. Yeah. Uh, they've changed the, uh, the, the regular... Um, Purse splits from 70-30 to 60-40 in order mm. to maybe speed up those negotiations to get mm. that job done because obviously the WBC wants to see that fight. We want to see that fight. Uh, you've been having a little bit of a chinwag with uh, Bob Arum as well about that and I think he wants to see it as well, doesn't he? Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. Obviously he was over and we'll speak later. I know you've interviewed, got a terrific interview with Amir Khan. I spoke to Terence Crawford. We're both in action this week but Bob Arum was there, of course. It's a top-ranked show um, when Crawford and Khan meet but I spoke to Bob um, about about the current heavyweight division. Remember, this is a guy that promoted Muhammad Ali. The first mm. two fights he promoted were, were Muhammad Ali. And, and Adam, he t Bob told me that he doesn't think that Anthony Joshua resonates in the US, certainly not at the moment. All I know is that Anthony Joshua does not resonate in the United States. He doesn't resonate in the United States because he's been very successful fighting over here. But his fights over here being in prime time in the United States or in the afternoon, uh, they get a very small audience. And so if people ask in the United States or ask who's the best heavyweight in the world, some would say Wilder, some would say Fury, and uh, fewer would say Joshua. Also, if they asked who's the best heavyweight in the U.K., overwhelmingly they would say Fury. Mm. Because Joshua has not been exposed in the United States. You've got to bring him over and show him. And uh, the problem that Eddie Hearn has, frankly, is if he brings Joshua to the United States, he probably has to put him on the zone. Well, the zone has no audience to speak of. You're not going to get big numbers. What has to be done is some way Eddie's got to find a way to do a Joshua fight and put him on either network television or ESPN and so more eyeballs see him and then he can begin moving Joshua to pay-per-view in the United States unless he can't do it because of his deal with the zone. Mm -hmm. It, that with that, unless you do pay-per-view and, you know, a good heavyweight fight now with the heavyweights known can do a million, a million and a half, maybe two million homes at, at 30 to $40 into the promotion, you know, could do like between 60 and $80 million. Unless you shoot for that, Joshua's going to be underserved. That's the truth. He's not wrong, is he? Oh, it's fascinating stuff, Adam. You know, um, look, Bob's been at it 
I've, I've done a big interview with Bob Arum in the Telegraph tomorrow. Mm. It's kind of behind the scenes interview. Bob Arum's life and times, 50 years in boxing. Um, he's a fascinating guy. Isn't oh, he's amazing. You can sit and listen all day. Yeah, him. I mean, you know, 80, 87 years old, <laughs> of over 50 years in the boxing game. And remember this incredible story for those listening who don't know, you know, people get into boxing for all sorts of reasons. They're from different backgrounds. And Bob Arum was a Harvard law graduate who mm. was working in the Kennedy administration in Washington and was given the task of investigating malpractice in boxing. And what in the process of doing that, he meets Muhammad Ali, who's banned for refusing to go and, and take on uh, you know, in the Vietnam War draft. And he decides he's a remarkable human being and, and wants to defend him, and he ends up promoting him. So <sighs> it's an extraordinary story. But I think w w when, when Bob's talking about the heavyweight division there, I mean, I, I, I was trying to get Tyson Fury earlier. I don't think we're going to get him tonight. But I know he's, he's come back from Marbella, by the way. Mm. And he's gone, um, he's gone up to Morecambe, spent some time with the family. I chased up and I spoke to Ben Davison on my way in tonight, his trainer. Mm. And Ben was saying that, you know, the point that Bob's making there, like the whole reason about the split this week they're talking about that Eddie Hearn had offered a 60-40 to Anthony Joshua. The truth is Showtime believe that um, the second Fury Wilder fight, which mm. we expect to be signed by the end of the month, yep. will probably generate a million buys at $70. That's $70 million that makes straight away. You need to do $3 million sales in the UK mm. of an Anthony Joshua, say, Fury fight to, make, to meet the same kind of money. So the Wilder Fury fight is probably the biggest money fight in the world right now, unless you did Fury against Joshua next with say 2 million pay-per-view here and did it at the right time for the American market. But the American market's not ready for Joshua yet. So you can see how the chess game yeah. is playing out. The other thing, Adam, I must tell you, is that Ben Davison told me that the last day that Tyson Fury was working out in Marbella, everyone that follows him will have known he's been in Marbella doing a bit of warm weather training after Christmas. He was, wait for this, he was 17 stone, yes. 13 pounds. He looks a lot lighter, mate, than when we last saw him in Los Angeles. I think he looks, he looks amazing, really. Yeah, he does. He you does. Know, and, 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 and the great thing that Ben said is they're in a couple of weeks off um, till the fight signed, and they might have a longer camp in America for the fight happens there. This is, you know, as, as an insider, I'm telling you this, that and, and that he doesn't need to stay on Tyson all the time mm. now. He knows his regimen. Mm. So, um, He's the only man I know that's lost weight over Christmas, mate. Yeah, exactly, that's true. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> absolutely, very good point, yeah. Um, yeah. This kind of lends to what I was hearing with Eddie Hearn last night. Uh, there was a card last night which uh, Demetrius Andrade was involved in, mm. and obviously Eddie Hearn's promoting him over in the States. And he was asked in the ring afterwards, was Eddie, um, about the whole situation with the heavyweights. And he kind of started then to deflect away from April 13th on Wembley Stadium and Anthony Joshua's supposed date there. Uh, because I think that fight on December the 1st that we went to in Los Angeles has kind of changed the whole landscape of the heavyweight division. I, I don't think that Eddie and Anthony Joshua wanted to move as quickly towards the American market as I think they're now being forced to do. I think that's what we're going to see next. We're going to see him with Jarrell Miller uh, next year because, as you've just rightfully said, and as Bob pointed out in that conversation that you had with him, he needs to build his name over there. Yeah, he needs a resonance there. I mean, I think, uh, if not a residence, but the the, the I think, you know, we, we, we've seen it this week and we'll see it later tonight that you know, Dillian White will be displayed at the um, Manny Pacquiao Adrian yeah. Broner fight in Las Vegas. Um, he'll be he'll be he'll be displayed there. He's showing his wares over there. It, it looks like 
you know, there might have been a little bit of a, 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 a mistake in the chess game by announcing so far ahead of time that they were going to do Wembley Stadium, yeah. you know, in a two-fight deal, Wembley on April the 13th. If they hadn't announced that as Joshua's next fight at that venue on that day in 2019, they could just be saying, yeah, we're going to fight in America next. So Absolutely. That's, and, and that's the kind of the technical blunder promotionally, if you like, that's gone on, I think, Adam. And and that's what they'll do. They'll buy out time now. And I do think what we're going to see is Anthony Joshua probably fighting Gerald Miller next in, in May or May or June, um, you know, in New York. And, and that's what will happen. And But I tell you what, he's got, he cannot take Gerald Miller lightly. He, you know, he's a, he's a, we had him on the show last week, didn't yep, we? Yep. He's a, he, he is not an easy foe. Um, but, you know, as Ben Davison said to me, um, as I was driving in, um, you know, if Joshua really does want to fight elite 11 op- level opponents, there's Wilder and Fury there and maybe Dillian White now as well. Mm. Um, but you know what? They'll probably bide time for a couple more fights. But it's just the way the chess pieces move on the board. And, you know, people kind of screaming all the time. Oh, this should have happened. That should have happened. Joshua's got to say he wants to unify the belts. Um, Hearn has got to direct him in the right way. But the big thing now is building his presence in America. Mm. Interesting development with Dillian White. I know you've mentioned his name there, but he is over in the States. And I don't think, I think everybody who follows boxing knows full well that he's over there uh, speaking to the likes of Al Heyman and PBC Mm. regarding uh, promotional and management deals. We've seen uh, Frank Warren actually come out online this week, haven't we? Saying, Dillian, if you're a free agent, come and speak to me. Yeah, we'll pay you better than, he came out clean and said, we'll pay you better than uh, your promoter, Eddie Hearn's Mm. paying you. I I think, you know, it sounds strange to say that Adam that that Dillian White has hit a wall with Eddie Hearn because he had an incredibly successful year. Yeah. But that elevation to that giant fight where he makes really genuinely life-changing money and potentially, you know, career legacy wins um, is 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 eluding him because you know that he doesn't fit in the plans of Joshua, who is you know Eddie Hearn's A side, if you like. Mm. You know, he's the B side and he's doing the right thing. He's going over there and he's talking to other people. And you know, um, listen, he's, he's beautifully positioned. We had him on, is. didn't we, a couple of weeks he ago, is. and he, yeah. he, he was talking about this. I don't think that Dillian White is going to get a voluntary opportunity to be to, to have a go at either of the champions at this moment in time. He's not getting one against um, Deontay Wilder. He's not getting one against Anthony Joshua. But he's nicely placed with the WBO. He's number one there. He's number one with the WBC. At some point, he is going to be a mandatory challenger. And with that, then comes a bigger split of the purse. At this moment in time, he said on TalkSport as Dillian that he's been lowballed. He's been offered less money that he got for the Derek Chisora fight to go and fight Anthony Joshua, which, you know, you look at that and you think, that can't be right. But if that is right, then he's well within his means to say, well, hang on a minute. If I wait six months, if I wait nine months, the WBO are going to call me and then I'll probably get 30% of the purse. So why don't I do that? And that's good business sense, in my opinion. Well, he was Dillian the villain, the villain, wasn't he, at one time? And the funny thing is... Dylan's become or is becoming fight by fight more of a folk hero mm. with the British fans. And I think there's a real there is a real danger. People might think this is ridiculous of me to say this, but Dillian's presence with with British fans is growing. And if Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn don't make the right moves, 
um, Joshua could end up as the bad guy in front of the British fans because he's not delivering the fights he should be having. Mm. Whereas Dillian has said, I will fight anyone. Um, whereas you hear Joshua talking about business. He shouldn't be talking about business. He should be talking about fights. Let the promoters deal with the business. I'm not criticizing Anthony there, but you know he's still very young in, in, in the fight sports world. He hasn't done anything wrong, to be fair to not him. Not at all. You know, it sounds like we're denigrating Anthony Joshua, and, we, and, and, and I'm not at all. I mean, we really really want to see him in these major fights his his kind of homecoming or his coming out party if you like mm. at the uh, elite level against Vladimir Klitschko we will never forget it was a major mm. sporting event if not one of the biggest of the year in the country and um, you know they've just got to bide their time at the moment because the cards haven't fallen right but I, I do think they should have taken the wilder fight um, when it was on offer, because yeah. it would be a different landscape right now. But I'm delighted for Tyson Fury as well, because I think it was the sports comeback story of 2018. Mm, I agree, my friend. Um, and we'll find out, no doubt, over the next couple of weeks, uh, whether those two teams can come to some agreement. Otherwise, February the 5th uh, will be the time for purse bids for that Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder rematch. Now stick around, because we've been waiting for a date for our next guest for ages. We still haven't got a date, but we're getting closer to it. He's in the World Boxing Super Series. His name's Josh Taylor, and I've tipped him to be the British fighter of 2019. We'll talk about him next. Remarkable speed, turn of pace, punch placement, power. And although he's skinny, he looks like he's vulnerable, but he's not vulnerable. He's really brilliant at picking things up. The way he fights, the way he learns in the gym, what he does to middleweight, he breaks in everybody's ribs. Looks for that big right again. I'm in a win-win situation here, you know, I've only had 12 fights knocking at the door on potential world title fights and, you know, I can't, I can't complain with the start of career I've had, you know, it's just went from strength to strength. Josh Taylor said he doubted it would go the full six round and it is over. But if Josh won't be too happy with that, believe it or not, he would have liked to leave it longer. Shane just analyses the opponents so much and he knows what way to go, you know, in terms of um, tactics-wise. So it's been it's, it's been awesome. His knowledge of the sport is unbelievable. Speed, feet, timing. Is He's this his moment? Davis turns his back. Alan Foster stops it. Josh Taylor proves his point. Since a fight night on Talksport. Uh, we're just trying to get hold of Josh Taylor at the moment in time. Bit of a trouble with our line. Hopefully we'll be able to get our hands on him. Uh, but in the meantime, this boy is a sensational talent, Gareth. I, I was lucky enough to go and watch him spar maybe two years ago. And I've, then in the McGuigan gym, I just thought to myself, this kid's a very, very special talent. And one of the things that I'd just like to point out with his uh, partnership with Barry and, and Shane is that how quickly they've moved him along. They haven't messed about. The guy's got a fantastic amateur pedigree. He's uh, done... You know he's got the he's got the world level medals, Commonwealth medals, uh, to prove that he knows what he's doing. So they've not given him 14, 15 easy fights. They've given him some real tests along the way. And the next fight that he's going to be having against Ivan Baranchik is for the world title. Yeah, you know he's he's like you say he's very talented. I mean I, I came across him at the Commonwealth Games in in Glasgow, um, and I think the, I think the London Olympics he was at those as well, wasn't he? Um, you know he's very very talented. Um, gold medalist in, in in Glasgow and um, again like you I came across him in in the, in the kind of shadow at the time of um, the masterful shadow of 
of, of Carl Frampton at his best, you know, training mm. in Sean Porter's gym with the McGuigans in Las Vegas, ahead of his fights with Leo Santa Cruz. Big, big nights, and Josh was learning there at that stage. And, you know, 28 now. Um, I, I talked to, you know, my old pals, my mentors, people like Colin Hawk, like Bob Arum we had on earlier, covering the sport for 50 years, and saying that Josh Taylor's got the kind of skills, Adam, that Ken Buchanan um, had mm. as a lightweight, you know, probably the best boxer since Ken Buchanan's come out of Scotland. I know we love Ricky Burns, three-weight world champion, yeah. but this guy's on a different level in terms of... He's, what I like about him is it's a, it's a skill set allied with real spitefulness. Mm. And it's not a spitefulness that's in the bones of the man. It's a spitefulness um, as, as, a, as a pure warrior when he laces up those gloves. I think he's terrific. Um, I, I, you know, as you say, that, that, um, that uh, division as well with the World Boxing Super Series with the likes of Baranchik, who you mentioned, mm. um, Kirill Relic, Re- Re- Regis Progrice, mm. they're all really dangerous opponents. So he's going up to a very high level, you know, after 14 fights. But, but he's already know- been in with Postal. He's already he's been already in with, been Vincent, with you know? Postel. So he knows what he's doing. He, he's, he looked fantastic against Postel. Um, you know, all the tests he's had, you know, mm. um, against Miguel Vasquez. I um, mean, he dealt with Ahara Davis, mm. who made a lot of noise. You know, Campos, Winston Campos. He just looks really good. And I hear we've got him finally. Yes, I gave the boys the wrong number. Well, do you know what I mean? We've got him eventually. We managed to get all of him. Josh, welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How's yourself? Yes, good, very well you. indeed, mate. Very well indeed. Listen, for, for the fans that are listening, um, obviously they, they know that you're well into the World Boxing Super Series. You've come through your quarterfinal. They're waiting for that semi-final day. Have you got any news? What, what's, what's the latest, mate? Where are you at? I've not heard anything, to be honest. Um, the only really things I've heard is the things that I've seen on Twitter. Um, they're saying it might be in May um, and possibly in Glasgow. That's the things I've just read on Twitter. So um, I'm not really, I'm not really sure where we're at. Um, I've not heard anything officially, but um, if it's if it is in May and it is in Glasgow, that's uh, that's absolutely fantastic. We'll be over the moon with that. How hard, how hard is this then that that period? Because you've just like you say, you've entered this tournament. You know, you know full well who's next. You know what the opponent is, and you know that yeah. it's for a world title. Yeah. Do you, how do you how do you plan your training camp around it, mate? Because it's a very strategical thing to do. Well, I just I just make sure I'm in the gym, ticking over and, and keeping myself fit. Um, and then when I get the go ahead, I'm, I'm, I don't really have to get into shape and, yeah. and get fit. Um, it's, it's just a case of ramping up the training and, and and preparing properly for the fight and getting the proper sparring in and and um, and being in good shape as I always am. Baranchik is. Um... I'm not going to say, I personally don't think it's your toughest test because I thought Postol was your toughest test. You came through that and you did a yeah. fantastic job that particular night. But Baranchik is, yeah. I mean, what we saw in his quarterfinal, he's come forward, he's like a bull in a china shop. He's a proper, yeah. proper bulldog, isn't he? And he yeah. will, he, he he won't stop coming, which kind of, pardon the pun, is tailor-made for you. You kind of like that, don't you? Well, yeah, I think, I actually think um, it will be a, phys- a more physical fight, I think. Um, it definitely will be a more physical fight, more... Um, Sort of taking risk with punching. I'll, I'll probably get caught um, with good, a couple of good shots because he comes forward and, as, as you say, he comes he comes to fight. But I really do think that um, I can catch him and, and probably knock him out as just for that reason alone that he comes mm. and fights. Whereas big wild punches and once they fight inside, I'm nice and tight and compact and I believe I'll catch him as he's trying to hit me with one of them big swings that he does. His big wild swings. <laughs> I'll <laughs> right. him up and I'll catch him and yeah. I. I believe that I will get him out of there. 
One of the things, of course, as, as we saw with Callum Smith, uh, Josh, um, in the in the super middleweight world boxing super series, you know, mm-hmm. it's literally, you know, y- you can win two fights and you become the number one in the division, mm. arguably, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, and you'll have had 16 fights. Um, I don't know if you heard what I was saying. I, you know, I was talking to my mentor, Colin Hart, who's been around a long time, watched Ken Buchanan live, and he was just saying uh-huh. that, you know, the skills he believes you have. And obviously, I, I've watched you. I know how good you are. Um, two fights away I mean how do you keep your feet on the ground that you could be the number one in the division after two more fights you know I don't know really um, I just I, I don't really think about it that much but you know it's, it's my dream um, since, I, since I put on a pair of gloves to become world champion um, never really believed that I would be coming this far in my career if you had told me eight, eight nine years ago um, that I was going to be world champion and had achieved things that um, that I've achieved in the game so far and mm. in such short period of time, um, I would have thought you were a liar. Um, but <laughs> so close, it was so close to to becoming a reality now. So it's basically just keeping the head down and and working hard until you, that dream does come true. Do you remember you your know, disappointment so. at London 2012 though, and how you've come since then? It's just I'm so yeah. delighted for you because I remember you being so crestfallen in London. You yeah. Know. Yeah, I was absolutely gutted. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a terrible loser. Yeah, I'm good. The world's worst loser. So, uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I never, I never really want to feel that feeling again. You know, a failure and 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 sort of just so let down by myself. You know, and so disappointed and no, and not achieving my dream. You know, so I don't want to feel that feeling again. So I'm just keeping my head down, working hard, and and keeping dedicated to the game. So, um, next two fights, two. Two world title belts around my waist, and you know that's dream come true. And then it's on to the next one, and going on to unify the division. You know, so mm, that's, yep. that's my next goal. That's my next goal. So, but so it's one fight at a time. Can't wait. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I really can't wait. Well, let's hope it is Glasgow because those fans are absolutely bonkers up there, mate. They they absolutely love it, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they make some noise. They make a good atmosphere, and they're always jumping around, going mad. So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's great. If it is in Glasgow, that'll be absolutely over the moon with that too. To fight for a world title and win it in, in my back garden, you know, uh, that would just be that would just be icing on the cake. Really, that would be that would be amazing if it is in Glasgow. Well, top man, mate. Thank you so much Thank uh, you, for Josh. your time on this Saturday night. Take care, pal. Um, Josh Taylor there in action. World Boxing Super Series. Hopefully, we'll get a date soon, and when we do get that date, we'll keep you up to date with it. In the other semi-final, it'll be Progress against Relic for the WBA, and as he said there, and as Gareth has pointed out, then they'll meet uh, for the number one in the division and to unify it. Sensational stuff. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 